Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Allie Sigmund, and I am the reigning Miss North Carolina High School America. I am the creator and founder of My Mom's Mission, a nonprofit organization that helps benefit individuals with Alzheimer's disease and dementia, and I've had a great time incorporating the Brave platform into my personal initiative. I'm a junior at Bunker Hill High School in Claremont, North Carolina, where I'm both the captain of the volleyball team, but also participate as the vice president of the Beta Club, and I am super excited to be here today. Awesome, Allie. Well, I'm so glad that you could join us on the podcast today. We just heard from your North Carolina Junior High School yesterday, Mia, and tomorrow we'll be hearing from the North Carolina Collegiate. So I'm so glad that we can do your episode, get this thing started. So I was at your crowning moment and, you know, with it being crowning moment, let's talk about it. What was it like standing in the top two at state? It was an absolutely incredible feeling because I have a true passion for this organization. I competed last year at the state level and I came as second runner up. But even though I didn't succeed, quote unquote, I really had a passion within me to make sure that I came back again and tried even harder to fulfill my ultimate goal. So I came back this year. I'd been the most prepared I have ever been for any pageant I've ever participated in. Interview prep every week, modeling prep every week, just trying to do my best to ensure that even if I didn't walk away with the title, I was proud with what I was presenting. Um, going into pageant weekend, I really made so many friends with the girls in my division, which is something I haven't really allowed myself to do before in the pageant world. Um, it's so much easier to have fun in a pageant experience when you do allow yourself to have those friends. So standing in the top two with Leah, who became one of my best friends throughout the entire weekend, was truly so fulfilling to me because it proved that not only, you know, if I walked away with the title, somebody that I loved and respected and knew would hold the title well would be walking away with it. So it was really fulfilling to hear my name called, but I was really at peace in that moment knowing that somebody who really deserved it was going to walk away with the title. That is so amazing to hear, especially a lot of people don't get to hear that side of pageantry. They always think that we are against each other, you know, we're tearing people down, but you right there in that sentence told them everything they needed to know. We're here to support each other, to love each other, to lift each other up, and hoping even if you didn't win, the girl next to you, you believe that she, you know, would be up for the journey and could take it on, you know, headstrong doing her thing. So I'm really proud of you for saying something like that because it does take a lot of a lot of courage and a lot of time and learning throughout this whole, you know, community that we're within to come to that point. So I'm really proud of you for that, especially, you know, coming back guns a blazing. You're like, I came in second runner up. I want to win. Like, this is my goal. I want to win this thing. And a lot of people, as myself, like you sit in that top two spot or you sit, you know, within the top five and you get upset. You're like, why did I not win? I'm so upset about this. I don't understand. You want to go back for revenge. You want to, you know, do it if just to win. So I'm just really proud of you. And I'm glad that people get to hear that side of you right off the bat and they know what kind of person you truly are. So that's awesome. And going forward. So, you know, like you said, you're super excited to win. And I like to throw this in there because it's something that the South Carolina, North Carolina um, girls get that no one else really does. And that's that retreat weekend. So, you know, you said you did that you know, weekly prep of getting ready for the state level competition. And then you had the retreat weekend with Crystal and all the other girls to prepare for nationals. So what have you been doing outside of that retreat weekend to prepare yourself for nationals? I think the better question is what haven't 
I've been doing. I mean, it's just a constant cycle of preparation because I want to be the best version of myself when I walk into that interview room, when I walk onto that stage, when I present myself at nationals, I want to demonstrate how much I've prepared. And I really want to go in with no regrets, understanding that I did everything that I could. So I've just been working really hard with all my coaches, um, especially KB, Katie Britt Greenway, who is um, my lovely interview coach, um, getting wardrobe in, doing all the things that I possibly can. It's been a struggle, but I know it's going to pay off when I'm really feeling my best in Little Rock. That is so awesome. And I know, you know, you said you've been working with uh, KB. So what has that whole process been like? I have not actually experienced working with her as a coach, but how do you think she has prepared you for nationals? I really think she has evolved my interview, especially to make sure that I'm actually fulfilling what this organization is looking for, you know, that I'm being the multifaceted young woman that this organization looks for in a title holder, that I'm really holding myself in an authentic and genuine manner and not just producing answers that I can recycle over and over again in an interview room. It's all about that authenticity. It's all about being who I am. Now, she will correct me if I say something that is not up to par, but I am so appreciative of that because tough love is the best kind. It really makes you the best version of yourself that you can be. And I'm so thankful for all of her guidance throughout this process. That is so exciting. So you've done your preparation work. You're about to go to nationals in Little Rock. What is the number one thing you are most excited for? think with that new perspective that I gained at the state pageant, really forming these connections, building these relationships, I was so laid back. I had such a fun time, even though I was experiencing one of the most stressful weekends of my life, you know, competing for my ultimate pageant title that I've wanted forever. So going into nationals, I really hope that I can sustain that mindset, that I really can form those relationships with the other girls and really bring home a lot of friendships from girls all over the United States. Because in my past, pageantry hasn't really been the outlet for which I find friends. You know, I hadn't built really close relationships with girls in the pageant community, mostly because I had some of those preconceived notions that a lot of people have about pageant girls, that they're stuck up or they don't want to be friends with me or that they're all about competition. Whereas when I really let those walls down and I was able to kind of understand that they're in the same position I am, you know, they could be thinking the exact same thing about me. So I need to open myself up and allow those relationships to come into my life. So I really hope that while I'm in Little Rock, I'm able to do that and that I can really gain some incredible friendships. That really is going to be exciting, especially to see what you do on stage. That is what everyone is most excited for is being on stage. So what would you say is your favorite phase of competition? Well, you do talk about being on stage, but I am an interview girl through and through. Uh, I love to talk, as you might garner from um, this episode, uh, but I just love making connections with people. As I talked about, you know, it's all about mindset, you know, really understanding that I can form these relationships with people, that I have the ability to be personable, that I have the ability to be authentic and really demonstrate what I'm passionate about and who I am as a person. You know, it's a really short window of time. You know, it's five minutes at the national level. That's not enough time to encompass who I am as a person, but it's enough time to form a connection. It's enough time to form relationships. And I really love that opportunity to meet face to face with the judges, whereas on stage, I'm a certain amount of feet away from them, whereas I can really be up close with them and tell them about who I am as a person. So then, Allie, tell me, who are you? Who is Allie behind, you know, we dropped the pageant curtain. What are you like outside of the pageant world? 
That is an awesome question. I love that question. <laughs> really, I'm just a little girl who had a dream. You know, I was the little dorky, glasses-wearing girl who watched Toddlers and Tiaros growing up. So you can assume where some of my skewed perceptions of pageantry came from. But I saw all these little girls, and to me, they looked so beautiful. They looked like they were having such a fun time, sometimes. And I just wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to feel like I was a part of something. So I was just kind of lost, looking for some direction, looking for somewhere to go with all of my ambitions and aspirations and goals that I had. So I've poured them into the pageant community. I've poured them into my volleyball career. I've poured them into community service because I have a very goal-oriented mindset. I wanted to achieve something with my life that was greater than just me. So I think behind it all, I'm really just a girl with a dream, a girl with a goal, and a girl who wants to accomplish things in her life. That is so awesome. I feel like we have a lot of similarities like hearing this. I am also, I am that nerd. When I describe myself, one of my three words is nerd because that's really what I am. I work for a tech company. I work for Lockheed Martin who does the fighter jets. So when you're saying that, I was like, I remember sitting in front of the TV watching Tars and Tiaras. And, you know, nowadays running into these people that were actually on the show in real life surreal like it's crazy like I had no clue I would stand be sitting 10 feet from Kelly Lyle in, in the hair and makeup room not knowing that Giovanna and Alessandra were the TR twins I had no clue literally six months ago and that is like my guilty pleasure show I will put it on at night and it was like 2 a.m about probably three or four months ago I wake up Kelly is on my tv and I'm like no way like it all just clicked at once and I was just like oh my goodness like there, this is crazy. And so that's funny. We have a lot of similarities that I never realized until now. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but I love that. So we, t- we talked about interviews. So thinking on to what is on stage going to look like. So for you, if you could describe your outfits in a word or a sentence, or maybe a few words, how would you describe your competition wardrobe for stage? Mm, I do like three words. I think that's fun. I'd say glam. I love some sparkle. I like to really give it out there. I would say unique. I don't think I've really seen the pieces that I'm wearing kind of make their way onto the stage at the High School America level before. So I'm kind of hoping to be that unique breath of fresh air on the stage. We'll see. And hmm, colorful. I'm a big color girl. I, I love to wear vibrant, bright colors on stage just because I think it's a representation of my personality and who I am as a person. So you'll definitely expect to see some color from me the week of Nationals. I love that. So at Nationals, they also do some different unique things like, you know, going on rock picking and some sort of like outside the pageant world adventures. Did you sign up for any of those excursions? I did. I am going on the gym mining and zip lining excursion, which I'm super excited about because it really is in the middle of the week and you actually just get a complete break from all things pageantry. Like it's just a time to have some fun, to give your mental health a break because that week of nationals is stressful. I mean, regardless of how prepared you are, regardless of how ready you are, you're going to be stressed because this is a big opportunity. Like it's a crazy opportunity. And having that day right in the middle of the week where you just get to have fun with a bunch of other girls who are feeling the same way as you is going to be really a breath of fresh air. And I'm super excited. Absolutely. And definitely going off of mental health, this has been one of the heaviest years, heaviest three years, honestly, with having a global pandemic attached to it. 
that mental health has become more of the conversation rather than an action of how you can help it or fix it. What are some things that you're doing to keep your mental health in check, you know, every day? I've really picked up exercise as a way to maintain my mental health um, over the last few months, not only in preparation for nationals, ensuring that I feel like the best person that I can be, but just to clear my head. It's a great opportunity to just get out of my normal space, to stop doing homework or whatever since I just finished school, and just go have some time for myself where I'm able to do what I want and listen to the music that I want and just separate myself from my everyday life. So that's really been a big thing. Also, drinking water. I <laughs> I am a chronic soda drinker. I used to be absolutely obsessed with Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi. I was just utterly obsessed. Like, there's no other word to put it. Like, I would drink a couple a day. And I am proud to say I have not drank a soda in two months. And that's a big accomplishment for me. So I'm feeling pretty proud of myself for that one. But yeah, just little improvements to my life, just small changes will really make that much of a difference when it comes to your mental health. And it really just gives you a whole new perspective and allows you to really feel like the best version of yourself. That is so awesome. You said Diet Coke. I am addict. I am a Diet Coke addict. I will buy a case and it'd be gone at the end of the week. It is so bad. Okay, but I have to ask because I just want to know how similar we are. If you could pick somewhere fast food to go eat, where would you go eat? The, uh, this is a hard one. I, I love Zaxby's. Zaxby's is really, really good. I also like cookout, you know, the North Carolina and South Carolina specialty. Um, What's my other like? What's my third favorite? I don't. I like a classic a McDonald's. A McDonald's is good too. I mean, it's just simple, keeps it fresh and clean, you know. That is so awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely a big Zaxby's girl. I'm a cookout girl for sure. Oh my gosh, when I moved here, because I moved from Columbia, South Carolina, to Durham, North Carolina, back in November for my job. And the first thing I looked up was where's the closest cookout and Taco Bell. Those are my two. I have to find the closest ones. And then I worried about my Zaxby's. McDonald's is everywhere, but you can't get cookout everywhere. And so I had gone home to my parents probably like, oh gosh, this was like a month and a half ago. And a mile away from their house, they were building a cookout. And I was like, gosh, of course, when I leave, you do a mile from my parents' house. So it was kind of funny. But yeah, I just wanted to see how similar we are. We are so similar. It is so scary. And I know that either my mom or a few of my friends that are listening to us definitely miss Danielle Phelps. She'll be like, we are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> so funny. But back to, you know, the real thing at hand. So we've talked about being on stage. We've talked about going to nationals. And the one big thing that we haven't hit on yet is that Brave platform. And you also mentioned you have your own initiative with it. So tell me a little bit more about your initiative along with the Brave platform and just a few things you've been doing to you know, promote that platform. Of course. So my mom's mission is my personal platform that I created after my grandmother passed away after a long and strenuous battle with Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, I watched one of the strongest and most empowering women that I've ever met in my entire life deteriorate into a shell of her former self. And not only did it break my heart, but it really lit a fire under me and encouraged me to do something about it, you know, to try and alleviate that same pain that I felt from other people experiencing the exact same thing. So I created my mom's mission and I really work closely with a memory care facility in my community, uh, which specifically houses and cares for dementia and Alzheimer's patients. 
and which is a super awesome and unique thing that I love about my community that it allows the opportunity for people with those specific conditions to have a place to go and have a place to be cared for. So I donate my time and my resources to that facility uh, just to ensure that, you know, the residents have companionship, but they also have necessary supplies and materials. And when I really joined the High School America organization, of course, the Brave platform is the huge overarching platform that they really promote. So I thought, how can I incorporate the Brave platform into something that I'm already so passionate about and make something that I'm extremely passionate about? So I started focusing a little bit more on elder bullying which is not something that is really talked about very often or even acknowledged by many people. But one in five elderly individuals living in these residential facilities experience some kind of bullying, whether it be from other residents or from facility employees. So I've really started discussing this with the residents at the facility and with the employees so that we can really get some perspective on this issue that's not talked about. It really gives me a way to discuss the Brave platform, but also extend the gaze, ensure that we're not just focusing on younger people, but that we're also expanding the Brave platform to include elderly individuals and adults, because everyone deserves to feel respected and valued, just as the Brave platform indicates. So I've really loved incorporating two of my passions, Brave and my mom's mission together throughout my reign. That is so awesome. And you have something that I have not heard of from any other person in the High School America system that I have talked to this year. You have this whole different aura about you and I'm loving it. Like I love it, especially, you know, you're not doing what the normal person would do. And that's the best part about it is you're like, I'm looking at a whole different age group of these people that, you know, bullying doesn't just stop after you get out of school or get out of college. Like it goes into the workplace. It goes into, you know, retirement homes or, you know, living facilities. So you're definitely hitting on something that I think the judges are going to absolutely love and capture up just because it's not talked about. And so that's what I really appreciate what you're doing, especially I'm thinking back in my head. I'm like, wow, I need you to come talk at my grandma's facility. She loves that. It's not an assisted living. It's an independent living home in South Carolina. And that's one of those things when she first moved there, she didn't know anyone. And it was really, you know, it was one of those weird kind of standoffish things where there's other people in the room and you're still trying to fill out like, do they like me? Do they not like me? And are they being rude or disrespectful? Or are they just sarcastic? And so at that older age, you kind of don't really know anymore. They're just kind of people will stare at you or just not want to talk to you. And so she was really upset in the beginning living in her new place because we took her out of her main home in Georgia, dropped her in a brand new place and just said, see you in two weeks. Like, goodbye, grandma. Have fun. Fend for yourself. Because at that age, you assume people are going to be welcoming and wanting them to join their group because they're the new person in town. And we had gone to visit my grandma. We did a huge 80th birthday for her back in February. And hearing the things, you know, that were kind of unexpected where, you know, when she first moved there, she was not happy with her environment. She did not like it. No one wanted to talk to her. And then at her 80th birthday, she had a lot of friends that she had made over the past year stand up and say something nice about her. And that was amazing for, I think, her to see because, you know, for herself outside looking in, she didn't really understand in the beginning why nobody wanted to talk to her, why nobody wanted to be around and almost felt like that bullying situation. But 
from their perspective, they were feeling the same way. They didn't know. And so after a year of getting to know someone and being in her space or, you know, spending time with each other playing cards, they formed that connection like you're talking about. You know, getting that connection with people really is important. And so being in her living community, she was able to hear all these nice things from all these people that she never expected. And so definitely like I would love to bring you to her community because there's a lot of people that she did run into over the past year that weren't the nicest and were not as welcoming as some of the other groups were. And it's just so interesting because nobody really talks about that. And so the fact that you're bringing an awareness to it is a whole new perspective that everyone needs to be talking about as well, just like we're talking to our 5k or our you know elementary school middle school high schoolers in into college so definitely I'm still so blown away by the whole behind the point of this I'm like this is crazy and so good I gotta reel myself back in because I'm just like wow girl like you really hit on something different that I think the judges are definitely going to fall in love with and not only fall in love with your platform but fall in love with you and that's what you want them to do is you know grasp that whole excitement of like, who is this girl and how can she sell herself to us in five minutes? And so, yeah, so you're definitely on a really good track for that in there. But going back to, you know, the world of pageantry for a moment. So we've talked about interview. We've talked about going to going to nationals. We've talked about state. But through this whole journey, what do you think has been the most, you know, rewarding side of it? You know, just being a part of the pageant world. I mean, as I said before, you know, I came into this experience not very confident, not very happy with who I was, you know, just wanting so badly to find something that I could do, to find something that I really fit in. And, you know, pageantry is such a stigmatized community. You know, a lot of people don't understand it and a lot of people don't care to understand it. But when I joined this community, it changed something in me. It allowed me to really feel like I belonged because there are no bounds in pageantry. There is no limit to who you can be or what you can be or what you can do. You know, I've had the opportunity to do so many incredible things. I've been able to speak at nursing homes. I've been able to speak with young people. I've been able to speak with young children in school environments. You know, I've I have so many incredible opportunities that have allowed me to gain perspective and really be confident in the person that I am because I do have the ability to reach these people. You know, I have the strength inside of me to talk to everybody, to talk to any group of people and really express what I'm passionate about, express important ideas that I want to get across. And Pageant Really Tree really brought that out in me. It gave me the ability to speak about what I'm passionate about and really be confident in what I was saying. So I'm so thankful for my experience in pageantry for giving me that and for really allowing me to become who I am throughout this process. I feel like you may have answered this, but we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same question. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask you. I feel like you may have answered it a little bit, but in what way has pageants positively impacted? I mean, yeah, that really that confidence thing is really the big, you know, looming elephant in the room when it comes to pageantry. I didn't come in with any confidence, but now I have some, you know, and I can spread that to other people. I think along with that confidence comes the ability to instill confidence within other people. You know, I really feel like I've impacted a lot of people throughout my outreaches, through my presentations, through the efforts that I've put into my platform and to all of my community service. You know, walking into an elementary school classroom with a room full of first graders and having them all run to you and call you a princess and look up to you and want to hug you. It changes you as a person. You know, it, it puts so much joy inside of you and it really 
gives you a reason to keep doing all of this. You know, it shows that, you know, everything that I've put in to my preparation for nationals, everything that I've done to achieve my goals in pageantry, it's worth it because there's rooms of kids just like this. There are rooms of people all over the nation who want to hear me speak, want to hear what I have to say. And that's all because of pageantry giving me the confidence to say what I think, to talk to people about what I believe in and to really display my passions for all people to see. So I'm, I'm super thankful to pageantry for giving me that outlet, for giving me the ability to share myself with others. And I can't wait to see what Nationals has in store for me and also to see what's in store for the rest of my pageant journey. Well, I can say you are ready to go. I cannot wait to see your journey to Little Rock and, you know, how the outcome comes. I think all of the North Carolina, South Carolina girls are very well prepared this year. And I'm just so excited to, you know, finally see it in action in Little Rock at the end of June. So just want to say I'm so proud of you and how far you've come in this journey and how much, you know, it shows that you are willing and wanting to learn more about this community. So I'm just so glad that we could sit down and talk today. And tomorrow we'll be hearing again from the North Carolina Collegiate. So stay tuned for that episode. You know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out tomorrow on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys.